Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we actually drink this time instead of being lame and not drink. <laughs> we got a uh, we got an eclectic crew on the show tonight. We're being joined by Zyberblood. Zyber, how you feeling, man? Um, well, considering the hours I put in this week, I feel like a little worm on a big fucking hook. A little worm on a big fucking hook. Your mama must be proud of you, son. She is, because I'm paying my bills without asking her for any handouts. Any handies? What? Anyway. Well, if we were in Arkansas. Or West Virginia. Uh, And we're being joined by Co tonight. Co, how you feeling, man? Uh, You caught me with a beer in my mouth. I am great. I am fan-friggin-tastic. Thank you for asking. And we've got Blue over there. Thankfully, Blue is not wearing his little brother's shirt, but he is showing <laughs> off. Look at those guns, man, right there. He's showing out those guns and that, that sleeveless shirt right there. Yeah, he's got me packing a half stack of Rolaids right now. I, I, I am like a full inch and a half right now. Like I, I, I don't know what to do with this other than maybe shut it in a door or something. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I'm. I'm exhausted. I'm tired, but uh, I'm not going to bitch about that because I probably haven't had the week that Cybers had. Uh, no, no. There are uh, there are people on chain gangs that haven't had the week that Cyber had. Oh, hey. At least they were suffering together. They got something up on him as well. Well, you got something up on him too with that video feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I I am up now. I am definitely up now. He's definitely got me up now. Or something up. Yeah. Like full mast. Well, at least we're all perky and awake now. Hoorah. Well, the most important thing of the night. What is everybody partaking in? Let's go around the room here. Blue, let's start with you, man. What are you partaking in? I am uh, trying something relatively new to me. Uh, one of my coworkers uh, loves this. That's uh, his favorite. Uh, Captain Morgan private stock, and Ooh. I am drinking it with a drop of water and ice, and just to kind of open it up a little bit. It's uh, it's relatively smooth. It doesn't it burns slightly at first, and then after that, it's just all smooth and sweet. And then the more you drink it, it the less and less it burns every time. Um, it's a dark rum. Reasonably priced, uh, 750 milliliters. You can get that for around $30. Uh, it mixes well with uh, fruit juice. I uh, mixed it last weekend from uh, my fiance, and she enjoyed it, and I tried some of it, and it tastes pretty good. You don't really lose it. It doesn't dissipate. Um, but uh, alone, a little bit of water and some ice, and it's got that nice sweet notes to it. And uh, it's... Uh, it's surprisingly hard to put down, I have to say. It's really nice. Are you getting a lot of those clove flavors? Because that's the one, like, any Captain Morgan that I drink, I always get those cloves. Like, it's almost like somebody's shoving a clove right in my mouth. Yeah, it's it's got that uh, clove, like, spice to it. It's just, I mean, you, you can definitely tell that it's a spiced rum. Because it tingles a little bit on your tongue towards the end. Not like that oh, yeah. burn tingle. It's that... Uh, spicy like tingle. The spicy tingle, yeah. Yeah, really good, though, man. I let, uh, private stock is pretty much... 
my go-to when I want to just sit down and mix a drink. I will I will always just grab a bottle of private stock. And I will actually, I've stopped buying normal Captain Morgans and just bought the private stock now because that's like my standard Captain now. Yeah, I definitely would go with that one. It was, uh, I was looking for the Methuselah, but uh, couldn't find it. But this is, this has been a good substitute. Well, you have to, uh, have to send me your address. We'll, we'll make sure we get you a bottle at Methuselah. All right. What about you, Zyber? What are you drinking, man? Well, I just quit grabbed on the way home, and I have a can o uh, industrial arts brewing one a show the I can't fucking speak right now. Um, it is industrial arts brewing company's wrench. I've had it on the show before. It's a northeast IPA. Um, this time around, drinking it, I taste more of the floral notes than uh the citrus like the first time that i drank it um the finish on it this time around is actually a little bit harsher than the first time the first time around it was really sweet on the back end this time around not so much sweet very nice very nice but you co what are you drinking man uh, i got some dragon's milk and i really Ooh. enjoy these uh Unfortunately, I've been trying to go to various stores, and I can't find my my golden monkey. Well, I got some I got some golden monkey in the fridge right here for you, man. All you gotta do is just stop down and pick it up. <laughs> That's like an hour and a half drive. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is really good. It's a bourbonade, uh, barrel aged um, stout. Oh, I love it. Um, it's really smooth. Almost got like a chocolatey flavor flavor to it. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. I've had mother uh, dragon's milk a few times. I almost said mother's milk. I'm like, well, I've drank Guinness a lot. What the hell am I saying? Uh, <laughs> I've had dragon's milk a, a couple of times. The only problem that I have, and the same thing that Daymok says, after I drink it, like I'll have a six pack of it. The next morning, it's uh, it's peeing out of every hole I have because it's it's coming out liquid. Fortunate for me, I don't have that issue. So when you had said mud butt, <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, what? It's like, okay, uh, I am, you know, I bought my first two packs, no issue. Maybe uh, maybe Damoc just gave me like some psychological thing there. Maybe should, he just did a mind over matter. He said, yeah, you're going to get mud butt. My body went, yep, I'm going to get mud butt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I myself am drinking, uh, I actually went back to a little bit of go-to for me. Uh, I worked on somebody's car and they paid me in some beer. So I've got some Dogfish Head 90-Minute Imperial IPA. And blue, you uh, you know, you're very intimate with this one. This is a this is just a yummy beer. It's, it's, it's it's like when I think of IPA, these are the flavors that I get. There's uh, there's that grapefruit bitter taste. Uh, it's just it's nice. It's smooth going down, but it packs a punch. Um, you know, it's not like the 120 minute IPA where you have two of them and you're feeling really merry aka last show uh <laughs> but you have a four pack of these and you're pretty much there like you're solid in there the uh the finish is what always gets me with these beers because the 90 minute ipa the finish is just it lasts for so long and it's on the side of your mouth it's on like that back part of your mouth on the back sides of your tongue it's just it's there it's there for for 15, 20 minutes after you've taken a sip. It's, 
It's just it's a beer that lingers with you. It's got a great flavor. If you're an IPA fan, it's definitely one that uh, I would say try one just to kind of jump into it. Uh, but be careful because they will knock you on your ass if you're uh, if you're if you're just kind of pounding them down. Yeah, that I th- when you talk about that being your IPA, which you think that's what an IPA should taste like, I just remembered why I didn't like IPAs. My first IPA, Sierra Nevada Torpedo. And there's your problem. Yes. And that- here's your sign. <laughs> yeah. Cousin handed me a beer, and I was like, sure, and I drank it. That's like, what is this? This is an IPA. And it's like, this shit tastes horrible. <laughs> yeah, I remember Sierra Nevada torpedoes. And all they did do, so so torpedoes did the exact same thing that Dragon's Milk does to me. Goes right through me like a torpedo. Ooh, that's not fun. Next segment is State O Games. State of Games is where we pontificate on what we've been playing for the past week, or... We pontificate on just how we feel games are just in general nowadays. Um, so let's reverse that order. Co, man, what's your state of games there, man? So I recently picked up uh, Borderlands 3. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Supporting the Epic Store, you fucker. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with him. I, I, I want the competition. I want to see Steam kind of pick up his game and uh, you know provide some better quality. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just busting your ball. <laughs> yeah, but Borderlands 3, uh, if you liked 1 and 2, uh, I'd say it's more in line with those. Uh, it's not as open world as the uh, pre-sequel was, which is what I kind of disliked about it, because there's a lot more travel in that uh, you know, versus you know, Borderlands 3. And you know, the travel kind of took away from the game. It's very empty feeling. Um, but yeah, this definitely is a good game, regardless of the Epic Store exclusivity. Well, that's awesome, good sir. Yeah, I got to get into that. Uh, I, I I've seen the gra- I, I've watched a little bit of gameplay. The the graphics, while they look crisper, they don't quite seem. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm trying to say. They they, they don't seem like a huge advancement from what I'm seeing. But they look a lot crisper, and it looks like there's a lot more um, effects on screen. Yeah, so the game is a resource hog. <laughs> through and through. This game, uh, my 1080, it, it's like 70 FPS, maybe. Um, it, it is chugging through my resources. And I was quite surprised because, yes, there is definitely an improvement. You can definitely see the improvement in detail between the first three games and, and this one. Um, you know, the I think the 2080 Ti gets a maximum of like 107 FPS, according to benchmarks. Now, is that a... Okay, so is that the amount that they're pushing with the game, or is that poor optimization? That's a good question. Uh... <laughs> How do, how do I gauge that off of that you know, kind of question? Uh, based off the current state of the game, whether or not optimization is thrown into the mix, all I can say is 70 FPS is all I get in my 1080 Ti. Well, I mean, I'd like to I'd like to be able to see I'd like to be able to see over 100 FPS on uh, on fairly decent equipment. Yeah, but I mean, all I'm you know all I run is 60 anyways at 4K, so I'm not really complaining too much about 60. Yeah, I, I, 
I haven't seen any benchmarks for 4K specifically. Uh, I was mostly looking at 1440p for my for my computer because I run dual screen 1440p. So about halfway to what you are at. So if you have a 1080 or a 1080 Ti, expect like 80, maybe 85 to 90 FPS. Maybe. Perfect. What about you, Zyber? What is your state of games there, sir? Um, that's that's because I'm getting my ass handed to me in uh, Smash Ultimate. I saw you've been smashing yeah. a lot. Smashing oh, the yeah, car, I've been smashing every day smashing this week. Your house, smashing smashing at, work. at work, smashing in my car, smashing all around, man. I even smash in the bathroom. Hey, I mean, if there's any place to smash, it's in the bathroom. But the sad thing is, I'm only smashing with myself. Well, I mean, when you say sad, as long as you're smashing, I mean, that's the most important part. Yeah, but uh, I kind of, I kind of. Hope that some of the people that I know that play it will eventually be like, hey, you know, uh, let's, let's smash, smash together. together. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 just smash right now. I'm gearing up, though, for a collection of Mata. Collection of Mata is going to be fun. It's going to be great. And I'm going to play a game that never made it to the U.S. And and this episode is brought to you by Shadow. Fox and uh, Nintendo. Very nice. Also, uh, if uh, I was gonna say, if you if you like Nintendo and you like Smash Brothers, you should check out the TPC Gaming. They've got a lot of stuff going on over there on that website. It's uh, it's a fantastic website. Three player co op, TPC Gaming. Go check them out. What about you, Blue? What's your state of games there, man? Um, crickets. <laughs> of course. That's as bad as when Shadow says pass. <laughs> um I haven't uh I haven't had the time. It's uh it's So wait, 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 wait. Are you saying you're playing cricket? No. Although I did see some people playing cricket last week uh past weekend. Um no, I haven't had the time. Um I've only had time for mobile gaming, so Pokemon Go. Uh there's another game that I've been playing is kind of like a words crossword puzzle. Um they got like a a wheel, and you have uh, six letters that you have to make uh, words with, and they have to connect within this crossword puzzle-like thing. It's uh, usually like somewhere around like five to eight words uh, per um, puzzle, and uh, that's been entertaining me a little bit. Uh, I actually got uh, third place in a tournament this past weekend. Uh, that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but, nice. uh, other than that, I've, I really haven't had time to play video games. The, the work schedule has been too crazy. I've been working through lunch. I haven't actually, this, this is the first day I actually had lunch at noon. I've been <laughs> eating lunch at like three o'clock or skipping it all together. Been there. What do you got, Zyber? Oh, I just want to say, and like, you know, lunch breaks and all, that's a good time to catch up on some podcasts like uh, TPC. Uh, they have, what, 250 plus episodes or something like that? Uh, you can easily get the um, podcast at, at uh, Podcast Addict, yeah, yeah, or uh, uh, iTunes or Google Play or something like that, and do that up on your lunch break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TPC's got a bunch of episodes out there. Well, 
my set of games, actually, I've uh, I've kind of forced myself to play a few games this week. Um, so I've been, I, you know, I've, I complain about it every single time, and, and I don't know. Honestly, when I finally do complete school, I honestly don't know what the hell I'm going to do with myself. I'm probably just going to sit there, like, for an entire day and just beat my meat because I'll have no clue what the hell to do with my life not being in school. But I, uh, I kind of forced myself to play some games this week. I played some No Man's Sky a little bit. Got uh, got a little bit further in that and building a base. I actually was playing... I've been playing a bunch of mobile games. Uh, I started in Animation Throwdown, the, the game that's like the card-based game with all of, you know, it's got Family Guy, it's got uh, American Dad, it's got Futurama, it's got all these different... You know, it's based on all these different cartoons, and it's a card-based game. It's pretty easy, pretty simple. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not a difficult game. I actually started playing that, like, the first week it released. I played it for about two, three months, and then I stopped. I jumped back into it, and I gotta say, I liked a lot of the improvements and a lot of cards that they've added to it. They've added a lot of little events. It's really fun. I've been playing a bunch of mobile horror fields. It's kind of like Dead by Daylight, but for a mobile handheld. It's... It's isometric view, really fun to play. I enjoy it a lot. I've also been playing a little bit of Dead by Daylight. I jumped into that today, got into Dead by Daylight again. That game is, you know, it's surprisingly fun, even with a bunch of blueberries. Uh, I don't think my only gripe about that game is I wish there was, I wish there was a way to penalize the people for who disconnect because two games today I jumped into. Jumping in, plan, plan for about two, three minutes. Obviously, the killer was having a really hard time, and they just disconnected. I was like, oh, "Come on, guy! You know, you could have just sat there and stood still instead, and just like ran around and destroyed shit instead of uh, just disconnecting." What's the terminology for a bunch of blueberries? I've never heard of that. Oh Jesus! Okay, so this goes <laughs> back years ago in Destiny when you would play a game. And you would play with a bunch of people that, that jumped in with you that you had no clue who they were. Their title over the top of their name was Blue. So we would always call them Blueberries. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's just the title. And I, actually, I think that actually goes back to Battlefield days when you'd be on a team and your team was always Blue. So if if it actually it does you know now that I'm saying that it actually goes back because I remember talking with my brother when we were playing Battlefield Three I think mm-hmm. and when you would play everybody on your team that was in your squad would have a green tag but everybody else that was in your squad would have a blue tag so they would always be blueberries because they had a blue name it means that they weren't on your squad you couldn't hear you couldn't talk to them you really couldn't even communicate to them and they were pretty useless most of the time. You know, they'd be the people running into a hallway with a shotgun thinking, oh, I can take out everybody. And then somebody just wrecks them with a rocket launcher in Fair a hallway. Enough. Okay. Uh, so Dead by Daylight's actually, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I enjoy it a lot, and I like jumping back into it. Plus, getting into, that, getting into that Halloween spirit. I know we're in September, but we're cranking down into it. Uh, I did my yearly watch of The Crow recently. So I got that out of the way. I'll probably watch it again, probably somewhere near Halloween. And just before the show, I was playing some Man of Medan again, uh, going through, and I'm trying to kill everybody this time around. And God damn it, it's really hard. <laughs> I thought it was going to be easy to kill everybody, 
I'm, uh, I'm the first quarter of the way through the game, and all I've managed to do is give somebody the bends and get them shot in the face. That's it. But they're still not dead. So <laughs> it's really freaking hard to kill everybody. But how do you get shot in the face and, and not die? What? What's going on there? You know, it, it, I guess it just kind of grazed above the eyebrow type of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Fair I was enough. really hoping for a death. She was laying on the ground like she got shot and dead. I don't know. Hardest There's difficulty. A... Killing everyone. Exactly. Yeah. There's a Medal of Honor recipient from Vietnam who got shot in the head. It he he lost like sight in his eye. I forget his name, um, but he was a Navy SEAL and like he his buddy thought he actually was dead and was carrying it, thought he was carrying a corpse. He woke up at some point, and uh, and he he was somewhat coherent for the rest of the operation. Wow. Well, dude, that's okay. So that's exactly like back in 92, 91 or 92. Um, there was this guy. There were, Okay, so a bunch of rednecks out in the middle of rural New York. They got drunk, and one of them decided, hey, let's play William Tell. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. So everybody knows who William Tell is, right? No. The dude that <laughs> shot an apple off his kid's head and killed him? Oh, that thing. Yeah, the the dude who the dude who is an amazing shot with an arrow. His name is William Tell. So the whole thing of William Tell was he would shoot an apple off your head. So the guy's like, yeah, sure, let's do this. So they're drunk. They go out. The guy puts an apple on his head. The other guy draws the bow and funk, lets it go right through the dude's eye. Funk, and you know he's literally pinned to the damn tree through his eye socket and stuck through the back. Best part is the dude lived. I mean, he's you know, sounds one eye, but he lived. It's insane. Yeah, it depends on where you get hit determines whether or not it's fatal. Because it literally can like miss and like go out the back and like go out your neck or whatever instead of like going through your your brain. Okay, so let's let's point out a couple of things here. One, rednecks. There's not much up top that's vital for them to live. Okay, <laughs> let's just be perfectly honest there. Another great redneck story. Dude had cancer, got himself drunk, figured, oh, you know what? I'm just going to fucking take a shotgun to my face. So he put a shotgun in his mouth, pulled the trigger, somehow managed to blow out the tumor and not affect anything else in his head that was important. Okay? Yeah. And part of the whole reason he did it was to avoid paying all those bills, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> The fucker goes to blow his brains out. All he does is blow the tumor out of his brains. That's all he does. Doesn't damage anything else. Again, redneck. And again, not anything important up here. And I'm not saying that. Okay, so before you get all pissed at me like, ah, I'm a redneck and I'm listening to your show. Look, first, if you're a redneck and listen to the show, you better be drinking heavily. Okay. Second off, I'm not saying that as in like a mean thing of like, oh, rednecks are dumb. No, rednecks are not dumb. They are some of the smartest fucking people and most creative people in this world. I'm just saying that they don't need a lot of their brain to function. They need less of their brain to function. Like the, the rest of us need a hell of a lot more because we do stupid shit and we need our brain to do shit. You don't. And that's awesome. <laughs> that's one way to dig yourself out i'm trying i'm really trying all right so next segment is news news is where we're just going to go through our feeds 
and try to find out, uh, try to see what we got listed in there. So let's take a quick look at our news. I think the first one I'm going through is gamer news. First one we got up here is best WoW classic healer classes for dungeon raids. And I'm not going to lie, I did not read this one. I did not have a chance to read it. Mostly because I'm not super interested in WoW Classic right now. That's my own fault. I know it's good. I'm not judging. But did anybody get a chance to read it? <laughs> oh, Blue, you got something, though. What you got, man? <laughs> you know, if you're lost in a dungeon and 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 you can't seem to find your way out of here and you've lost your party, you know, it's it's a really good time to just sit down, pull out your phone and go to your favorite podcast delivery service like podcast attic or google play or itunes and check out tpc network podcasts like three-player co-op where they've got 250 plus episodes or things like what the finish where brian and uh the rock star chris cole sit down and talk about wrestling and that is a great podcast too well, anyways, but, back yeah. back to WoW, since uh, since we didn't read this, and I'm pretty sure this one was directed at Daymok, we're going to hold this one off. We're going to push on the next episode and make Daymok tell us all, all I about mean, it. I could Are really you... talk about this. Ooh, this is, ooh. What you got? Yeah, th- this is kind of, yeah, this is standard. This is what you think when you see, you know, or what you think of a, of a primary healer in, in WoW Classic. You know, the Holy Priest is is going to be number one, you know. It, it's just, it's just the way they designed the game back in the day. You know, it's, it's always how I thought about it. Uh, when Well Vanilla first came out, I, I played a, a Holy Paladin, and we were more of a, a buff bot. Was the terminology we we gave out the buffs uh, for the entire raid? Um, you know, this, they were the second. And then it just kind of came down to Disc Priest and, and Shaman, uh, Resto Shaman and uh, Resto Paladin uh, as the last two kind of spots. But really, you just took Holy Priests for healers. I mean, that they're, they're right. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree <laughs> with that. So you're, you're saying this is a basic article. Yeah, I mean, this is, <laughs> I, I think any article that comes out telling you how to play the game at this point in age, this is like 15 years after the content came out. I mean, it's just reiterating on the, what most players haven't played before. Yeah, you, you missed my joke there. I said the word basic, so everybody had to drink. Uh. So if you're listening, you got to drink. Well... Again, I, I'm not jumping in, and, and for good reason, I'm not jumping into Wild WoW Classic. I would like there wouldn't be podcasts released. There, there would be no GNA episodes released, or they'd be released like two weeks late and shit like that. So, I'm doing my best to kind of kind of keep on routine and keep on schedule, and not spend my life in WoW like I have before. You know, uh, honestly, I, I think. Damoc and myself have actually taken it pretty casual. Uh, we're not max level. I think he's 29 and hasn't played in a few days. And I'm sitting at like 23 and I haven't played in a few days. I'm just taking it slow. Cause I know what the content is. I've done everything up before Nax Ramus. So I'm I'm pretty chill with the with the content. I'm just exploring, seeing what the game's about again and, and just reliving the experience. 
See, now that's how I played WoW, and that's why I spent so long in it. I literally just meandered through it, explored every corner of everything I could possibly find. So I found some really interesting places I could glitch through the, through the uh, environment and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I know that I'd find myself doing the same thing. Yeah, I think there was... I did the exact same thing when I first started playing World of Warcraft. It was um, when I was in Stranglethorn Valley, and I was in the arena... And it was the first time I realized you can climb walls by clipping onto the wall at a certain angle. And what that did was I could get uh, to the top of the arena. You couldn't get up there normally. So I said, okay, well, let's take this, uh, let's take this concept and we'll put it into Battlegrounds. What can I do with this in Battlegrounds? Because if I can keep the banner from ever being stolen, well, I kind of cheese the win for the team. So the first thing I did was... Oh, let's try it on the gate. The gate lets you bypass the initial, I think, like minute and a half uh, wait timer between uh, waiting for the cooldown to go off. So I can actually escape from the battlegrounds and run to the opposing team's uh, entrance before the match even starts. There were some pretty nice uh, <laughs> exploits you could do back in the day. You know what else uh, starts pretty easy? When you push play on uh, one of your favorite podcast uh, apps to listen to TPC. Um, yeah, you just load it up, search TPC, push play. It starts up real easy. <laughs> just like, you know, starting a campaign in WoW. Very true. Very true. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, next article we had there was... Okay, so... I mean, we all know my feelings, and I'll just quick, I'll quickly reiterate, but my feelings on the Epic Store are I am using triggered. my wallet not to triggered. support them. I'm not, I'm not getting triggered. triggered. I'm, I'm, being, I'm, being, I'm being totally calm right now. I'm using my wallet to say that I don't support the Epic Store. Oh, God. It, it, he's, he's turning into a basic white bitch that just dropped her pumpkin spice latte. You know, I would say fair enough. You know, if you if you want to vote for with your wallet, more uh, power to you. I, I honestly have thought that that idea has never really worked ever. But you know, at the same time, I'm also in favor of the Epic Store. You know, I, I want them to succeed. I want to see competition within the gaming platform. So we're actually going to talk about the article. So. <laughs> The stats from this article are that they have managed to double uh, Borderland 2 peak uh, user numbers. Um, so just for those of you who don't know this, because I didn't know this, Borderlands 2 released back in uh, September of 2012. So that was like seven years ago. Their last DLC came out in 2014, uh, which I think is Hammerlock versus the Son of Cramorax. They don't. This is all PC stats. They don't have any console stats at this time, and uh, we're still waiting until 2020 if we're on Steam. My issue is with this, um, just to reiterate it, is the fact that they had pre-orders on Steam, and then Epic goes around and says, "Oh no, we're making that exclusive on our store," and it's like that's that's the shitty move. Did they? F uh, fulfill those orders prior to the uh, transition back to the Epic Store? If they didn't, that's pretty shady. But 
I, I'm pretty sure like every developer that has transitioned from Steam back to Epic has at least uh, you know met those those purchases. If they have, then that's fine. But if they haven't, then honestly, that that's that's the shitty practice is going in, you know, like oh, we're gonna you pre-order the game, and then like oh, by the way, uh, now that we've spent all this time and the game's coming out here in a couple weeks, let's uh, let's let's explain to you that you've pre-ordered this, but guess what? We're making it exclusive only on our store. Yeah, and if they didn't honor it, your pre-order like through Steam or whatever, then. Yeah, that's no shitty move. Zyber. Yeah, my gripe with it is I already have enough programs on my computer. Uh, I guess some um, dredging analytics. I don't want Epic dredging analytics from me. Um, especially, I don't know if they're still doing it, but even if you have a mod bot or something for a different game, in their scans that are going to ban you. I think that's pretty bullshit. And like Cecil, I don't want to give that company my money. Well, you know, my, my, my big thing is their, their predatory practices and we won't get back into that, but I want to give them some props because the article that came out is saying how big of a success, success Borderlands three is. Now I don't want to say that the Epic store had anything to do with that because I don't think they do. I think it's more Borderlands 3 being that anticipated of a game coming out. But I have to say that they've still managed to get the game released and get it to people and not fuck it up. So I've got to give them props for that. But that's where I'm leaving it. Sure. And I would have to say, with my experience with Borderlands 3, I've only had one crash this entire time. Didn't tell me what the crash was about, whether it was video card related or whatnot, but I did have one crash after, I think, three hours, three and a half hours of play uh, during my first day. Other than that, it's been a pretty smooth experience. You know, I, I think Borderlands 3 by itself is, is, a, is a quality title, regardless of the store you're purchasing it from. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, if you, if you, if you want to play the game, Go play the game. Don't, you know, don't listen to an old fart like me saying, ah, speak with your wallet. Look, if you want to play the game, play the game. I'm just going to wait. And that's, that's just, you know, that's, that's me. That's me making a stand. And it's not necessarily the right thing to do because as you said, Co, it's not exactly worked in the past, but you know, heck it's, it's the only way that me as a, as a consumer can speak. So that's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Uh, more power to you. Uh, well, the next article was actually about NVIDIA's ray tracing. So did anybody get a chance to read this one? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, and so I, I was looking at this, and, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm super interested in ray tracing. So as soon as they announced ray tracing, I was super interested in it. Um, but go on. What, what were your thoughts? Well, I really didn't know too much about it and till I read the article what the hell ray tracing is but um, so for those of you who didn't know this it's a realistic way of rendering light and shadows for like uh, for a lifelike effect so making something look more real and less digitized the 
nice thing about this is is that this is something that's been pretty exclusive for these um, higher end NVIDIA graphic cards, which are uh, God, what are they? What are they called now? The 2000 series. Yeah. So they're the Intel. Break the Bank series. Yeah, Intel's been working with um, this game developer and uh, making ray tracing available to anybody who has a graphics card that's compatible. And that and this includes like AMD, this includes uh, NVIDIA, um, older, somewhat older NVIDIA graphic cards. As long as they're compatible with this DirectX 11, then you're going to be able to get ray tracing for, and there's a caveat to this, these intact vehicles and that are in direct sunlight in the game so it adds some you know it adds some nice color to a game that i think this what is it world of tanks has been out since 2010 it's been out a while yeah so like it's an older game and it's getting you know it's getting a nice little facelift here for people who don't have like the top of the line break the bank nvidia cards you know who does have top-of-the-line Apple products, though? The crew over at TPC, Langell specifically. He created a Franken uh, PC Mac uh, just with some great stuff. You should go listen to him talk about it over on the TPC podcast. But, yeah, one of the things that really just always confused me about, about like, ray tracing, just, just about technology leaps like this in the first place, um, you know... Why the hell is it limited to a specific piece of hardware? It's all software. I mean, it's all just telling the software what to do, how to do it, when to do it type of thing. So it always confused me when something would come out and they're like, oh, yeah, you have to get this piece of hardware to run it. Like, you remember the old PhysX cards or PhysX cards where you had to get that to run this specific game because it had the physics engines built right into it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like... What the fuck are you talking about? Like, literally, all you're talking about is the ability for the CPU or however the computer is running it to figure out how to run it. But you're saying I have to have this card to do it? That doesn't make sense. I always thought of it as a limitation of processing power. You know, it, it, it draws away from the capabilities of the older generation cards. That's my reason and reasoning as to why those features don't exist on older cards. Yeah, but if I want to play the game at like four frames a second, but with ray tracing, isn't that my choice? Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but for a game like this, World of Tanks, it's a multiplayer game. Like, you're not going to get very far at four frames a second. Or am I? Mm-hmm. Sure. Good luck <laughs> with that. If you're artillery, maybe. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can finish in four frames. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I finished in less frames than that. All right, uh, next next article. Uh, well, actually, this is about the Sega Genesis Classic collection coming to Nintendo Switch. Zyber, do you want to talk about it? Well, um, I didn't get to read the full article, just that uh, they are going to do the same thing with the, um, the Mini Classic and do the... Uh, uh, what is it? Volumes, phases, yeah. and yeah, uh, it's going to be select games throughout like the next what couple of years. I I can't quite remember, um, but yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome because you can play on the Nintendo Switch, 
And like uh, Shadow would say, Bowser wants us to promote this. So got to get a Switch. Got to play that, uh, that uh, you know, uh, Sega Classic on it and, you know, help us get those uh, bucks for Shadow so those checks won't bounce. I gotta say, I'm I'm really excited. So the Sega Classic that's coming out, I, I or that came out, I'm really excited about that. But I'm also I'm super excited that this collection's coming to other platforms. And really, Sega has just, you know, they've embraced the software side of things. And it's something that it's something I was saying back in the Saturn days. And I know, I know, there's, I'm I'm hurting people's feelings right now. But look, don't get butt hurt. S- Sega fucked up. They did, and they should have gotten into the software business long before they did but now that they have i think they're really embracing it and they're really taking it to the next level and, and this is yeah it's been something that they've um they've had out actually for a while um they've had an older like mini sega console but they've also did uh these retro game releases that are we're gonna they were seeing on the switch now they've done those already for pc and xbox and ps4 and uh you know it's, it's this it's gonna be just another release but they're still like lacking some of these like um like their first party title hits that you know that kind of made sega what sega is hey, i'm still excited about eternal champions coming back and be able to play that i think uh, it's a it's a positive because you know we have the uh the one for Steam, but I don't think the sprites are updated. Um, this new uh, uh, release, I, I, I'm i not exactly sure, but I think they refresh the sprites a little, smooth them out, I mean, I think. They um, are. Sort of, I think some of them they did, but like if it's a better translation to modern screens, I'm all for it. As long as it breathes life back into games that kind of look horrible on today's TVs and you have to hunt around for a CRT to actually play them and it'd be playable. Well, that I, I'm all for it. I like it. I hope that uh, we see more from Sega in this uh, means. Yeah, so funny little piece of technology. So that was actually like the, the thing we were talking about having to find a CRT to play the game. So that was an old piece of technology that they used to do where they would actually render every other line and then they would fill in the lines between to make it actually take up the entire resolution of the screen. So that was an old way so that they could hold back rendering power and not have such a powerful device, but still be able to render an entire screen. It was was actually a really cool technology at the time to make it all work. You You know what's a cool technology? Um, these apps that we have on our phone for playing podcasts, like you could play a um three player co op podcasts or one of their other uh podcasts on these phones. It's great technology for that. Yeah, you know what? There are some pretty pretty insane technology that you can find. You can find them on all sorts of places, like like Podcast Attic. Uh, I think they're even on Stitcher now, but they're not on Spotify yet. I've been hounding them. Hopefully the three-player call yeah. will get on Spotify eventually. That's that's one thing we have over them. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure eventually we'll be able to do the um, Hey, Good, Ol, and, or, uh, X, Is. 
and something play. I have both of those, so that's why I stuttered it out or stretched it out. <laughs> oh, man. All right, uh, next article. And this one, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to preamble this with a little bit. I really hoped this game was going to do well and that it's not doing well. I actually, I'm, I'm incredibly sorry because the, you know, even in the beta when I played it, the, the battling, the, the, the fighting system felt really good, but everything else on it really just flopped. Bioware has abandoned all of their current post-launch plans because their game is so screwed. Like, they, they have literally, they, they took a great concept, something that could have been absolutely amazing, and they've just flushed it down the toilet with just how poorly they've managed it. And, I mean, I know in probably a couple of years we're going to be like, oh, well, hindsight, we did this, and hindsight, we did that, and, you know, we're going to be like, well, yeah, great. Can you, can you get a fortune teller to tell the future next time? Because this could have been a great game. I mean, the game's beautiful. That's the thing that bugs me. It's like looking at the game, the game is really beautiful. And and compared to a, a game that I would associate to it like Destiny, Destiny is beautiful, but it doesn't look as lush. I mean, Destiny is like the barren apocalyptic thing while while Anthem just really looks so lush and green and, and really great. Yeah, it's uh it's kinda sad that uh they had so much potential and then they just like it was like i remember everyone was playing um i'm gonna quote remy on this one uh couch or um ah shit are you quoting Uh, nobody on this one yeah i'm screwing it up but uh (laughs) it's uh uh, couch armchair developers that's what it is armchair developers um Everyone tells you that you're doing a shitty job developing your game and they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Um, they had a chance to see where Destiny screwed up in the beginning. And that's the, that's the nice thing about like all these games is like we can always see like who's doing what and how they mess up or, or what they did right, what the community really loved or what they didn't like, and make your game better based off of that free you know bits of information that you've got this game was clunky when it came out uh this game was um broken like getting kicked constantly in missions and then i haven't had a chance to play this uh this this first act that they released but i feel like from what i read they said that it doesn't fill the story like it does a crappy job of stitching together what story they had in the base game and expanding on it because that's what their goal was their goal was to to um expand the world and all they did was add missions yeah that's 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 a that's a crying shame because they really had they had a great opportunity to i mean honestly the way that they were lining themselves up they could have been the Destiny killer. And I was really hoping that they were going to be because, not, and this is no offense to Destiny. Destiny has taken, I don't know, probably about 3,000 hours of my life. And I enjoy Destiny. There's nothing wrong with Destiny. It's a great game. But I was really hoping that something was going to come along and really just take my take my attention away from it. 
versus you know what happened and destiny just for me killed itself i was just really hoping that there was going to be something that i could transition to and and keep that 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 steam going that 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 feeling of of just social gaming and bioware had such an opportunity to really learn learn from everybody else's mistakes not reinvent the wheel and they just decided that yeah you know what screw it we're gonna reinvent the wheel and they decided to make it square instead of round and hoped it worked. And they made all the same. They, honestly, they made all the same mistakes that Destiny did, that Bungie did with Destiny in the first game, and then some. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how they, how they were able to actually fuck up as bad as Bungie did and then fuck up worse. Like, I just, I still can't fathom that. It's probably because they they had the same problem that all of these games have had is it's the released beta, the beta you pay to for. That's what these some of these games have turned into because it's broken, it's not functioning, and on day one releases, and you're getting a you know like a two gigabyte patch like after the first week because of all of these bugs. So, funny story, and story time with Cecil, but funny story how I actually started playing Destiny. I actually, I didn't pre-order it. I didn't, I didn't pay a dime for it at first. I just got an email saying, you've been selected. This is something I signed up for for fucking ever ago. When I first heard about Destiny, I said, oh, I want to get on that. I put in, I signed up with Bungie, and I said, hey, I want to be part of the, part of the testing or whatever. Way forever ago. Like it was, it was one of those things where I actually had to send my references on why I've beta tested and how I beta tested. So I literally like gave my entire beta testing resume to him, and didn't hear anything back. And then all of a sudden, randomly, I got an email saying, "You're part of the Destiny Alpha." I'm like, "Holy shit, cool! What the fuck is this game?" I didn't even remember it. That's how long ago I had submitted for it. I played the alpha, and really, the alpha was was beta code but you know they just called it an alpha whatever but it was fun the mechanics were fun it was really enjoyable and even for their alpha and i'm doing air quotes code it was well polished and and it felt good and they didn't have a lot of like silly things where i would fall through the floor on stupid areas there were some glitches i mean actually not not some there were a lot of glitches in the alpha but they weren't they weren't like game breaking. There were, there were stupid little things like I would be, I would be above one section. Like I'd be standing there above one section, and my radar would tell me that there's an enemy right next to me, even though he's not right next to me. He's actually like thirty feet down on the ground underneath me, but because the enemy was down there, it was showing up on my radar. You know, stupid glitches like that. Nothing game breaking that I found. Um, that's actually how I started playing Destiny. And, I mean, shit. The rest is history from that point on. I, you know, three thousand hours later, I'm still talking about the damn game. But this is the thing that, like, like Anthem just had such a, such an opportunity. And in their beta that I played, when I actually, you know, played their open beta, there were so many glitches. I mean, not oh, my radar's going off because there's somebody underneath me. Like me walking over to a rock and going, huh, this rock looks interesting taking a jump onto it and then falling through the ground for the next 30 minutes 
not even be able to kill the game, just falling through the ground and me going, well, let me just wait here and see what happens. Get up, go make a sandwich, sit down, eat the sandwich, pull up Reddit, rub one out, grab a beer, and I'm still falling. I'm going, Jesus Christ. And actually, that wasn't a glitch. That was them being funny. They were poking, they were uh, making an allusion to that uh, Destiny 2 game where Cade gets trapped in those time loops from that the Vex have. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's not a bug, that's a feature. <laughs> no, just 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 an literary reference to uh, Destiny's Two. That's what they were doing. Seriously, no, no joke. It, that 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 wasn't a fuck up. They would never do that. Uh, awkward silence. Our host seems to have forgotten that he has a uh, mic mute on. Mother puss bucket! I've been hitting <laughs> I've been hitting the enter key instead of my mic mute key. That's awesome. Uh, anywho. Uh, the next article was about AMD's Woo. Epic APYC. I'm assuming that's how they're supposed to pronounce it. ROM CPU performs real-time HK HEVC encoding. Did they get a chance to read this article? Because this actually was an interesting article. Yeah, they're, uh, the idea of going to 8K for streaming, it's great. You got you got a great internet connection. You've got the the toys to play it. Didn't we just do 4K like two years ago? I know, man. But technology is jumping forward. They're talking about doing 8K live streams for the 2020 Olympics. That's astounding. Yeah, but who's going to be able to see that in 8K? Like, wh- who's who's got a device? Like, who's got a home TV that can do 8K? Well, that's my, that's anybody my making six figures. Probably five percent of the population. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the the Olympics is watched by so many people, and you're gonna stream it in 8K for a small portion of the world, except maybe in Japan. They've they've got it all set up, and they have 8K TVs. Oh yeah, I guarantee they do. I still find 4K not all that well viable, I guess, because I don't I don't think everybody's caught up yet. I think it's more of like a 30, maybe 40% in 4K, and the rest are still like 1080p standard. I think there's a lot of 1080p in the world, but I think you'd be surprised on how many people fought 4K in their house. I mean, maybe not everywhere, but I mean, I've got 4K in my house. My brother's got 4K in his house. I don't know, man. Honestly, it, it, it just leaves me with this empty feeling, like, like the empty feeling that I've got the fact that I've watched all the episodes of Leonard Kenny and the only thing that can fill that void within my soul right now is more Canada. I need more Canada. So I pull out my phone and I go to my favorite podcast delivery service and I listen to three player co-op because that's a whole lot of Canada. It's 250 episodes of the wonderful maple rich country of Canada with just a little bit of Alabama thrown in there just, towards the latter half of those episodes. Just, just, just isn't enough. And that, they, they, you know, you know, letter Kenny, they're these country boys, the Hicks, all that stuff. You know, that, that Alabama, that, that fits in there nicely. 
that, 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 right. That, it makes them. It makes them not so much those degens from up north. Exactly. From Quebec. <laughs> All right. Uh, next article is actually about. Um, oh, you know what? I didn't get to read this one. I just read the title. It was Blizzard closure on the recent DDoS attacks to WoW Classic and retail. So I know that that Blizzard's been getting a hit lot with DDoS attacks because we hear them. Uh, as I say, with uh, with Co and Davok playing it so much, and even Zyver, you're talking about it. There was a bunch of DDoS attacks happening. Yep. It fucking sucks. Um you you don't know the pain until you're really starting to fall back in love with the game and your game drops out because well they lose connection and then you can't connect because they're fixing an attack. And it's like, oh hey, you know, fuck you guys, we gotta fix this shit because people keep on DDoSing us. Oh hold on, uh, let's uh, let's break there for a quick commercial announcement. Hi, this is Susan from TPC ah, Podcast, thank you for that. and you're listening to the uh, Go ahead, Zyber, what were you saying? Um, yeah, the DDoS thing has been really difficult. It's like, they fix it once, and all of a sudden, they're attacked again. It's like, um, um, you know, uh, fuck, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, um, a porn site. And not using a VPN. <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta use a VPN, man. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want that shit on your computer. I actually got a VPN recently. It doesn't do great with streaming, though. It's, it's, it makes things a little too slow. Uh, yeah, you get some buffering. But you can watch things that you don't get to watch due to licensing. Yes. Or you can try to watch things that are only shown on certain Netflixes in certain countries. Because of licensing. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> and here's your sign. <laughs> what about you, Ko? How has the DDoSing been affecting you? Honestly, since last weekend, I haven't had any issues. It was just that one, I think, two-day period where I really experienced any issues. And it sucks. Server's going down. But, you know, that's that's kind of... My experience playing MMOs, you know, someone gets mad for whatever reason because A, they got banned from their game, or two, they didn't like the company, or three, you know, they're just doing it for just and giggles. That's normal life of a of a newly released, or in this case, a, a re-release of a game. Fucking dick bags. <laughs> I bet you they're from, they're from Quebec. Sucks for the person who DDoSed them, though, because they've already, apparently, from what they're reading, uh, they've already forwarded all the information they can to the authorities, so that guy's going for jail for a while. I hope so. Serves him right, that uncle fucker. Shut your fucking face, uncle fucker. All right, uh, last news article that we have, and this one I actually, you know what, I am so on the fence about this one. Uh, I read this entire article and I scratched my head and I kind of went, well, shit, I'll just, so a Twitch streamer was streaming, I guess, from their car. They got carjacked at gunpoint and they got banned indefinitely. Did, Did you guys read this article? I did not even see that. 
should have showed more tit. Well, yeah, I mean, if they showed more tit, that would have been, uh, you know, then they could have said they were breastfeeding or something. Now, I'm joking. We'll not get into that. I'm okay with breastfeeding. But, yeah, so so this dude was streaming from the car. And people do that all the time. They, they fucking stream from their car. They record from their car, all sorts of other things like that. And so they got banned because I guess there was, I guess it was a show of violence or a show of firearms or something. And Twitch came down on them and said, you know, hey, that's part of our terms and, and services or terms and agreement that you don't do shit like that. And you did shit like that. Yeah. Well, they, he was he, he was suspended for behavior. Sorry, you, you forgot to mention his name. Oh, Bees on my head yeah. TV. Womp, 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 womp. So he's like, um, it was something It's like, they issued community guidelines strike and against him to protect his privacy. Like, what the fuck was... Okay, hold on, hold on. Um, dude that had uh, porn streamed across his account gets reinstated, but someone getting carjacked against... Like, their will, like, sure, something showed up in their stream, their permaband. So, here, no. so hold on, hold on. So, so here's my, here's why I'm on the fence about it, okay? So, I understand the dude got carjacked. It's not like he wanted to be carjacked. It's not like he planned to be carjacked. And, like, you know, okay, let's just for argument's sake say that it was some sort of gimmick and that he was just trying to get viewers by getting carjacked and he paid some, but... Let's just let's just assume that he didn't do that, okay? He got carjacked. That's shitty. Now the thing that kind of pops up into my head where I where I think about this, and this is why I'm on the fence, is that he decided that he wanted to stream from his vehicle. He took the chance that something bad could happen. Something bad did happen, and now he's paying for that bad thing happening. Now, this is this is why I'm on the fence because he read the terms and services. He knows what he can and what he can't do. And I, you know, I understand. You know, you're streaming from your car, whatever. But and, and should I, should I really be vilifying Twitch right now for just upholding what they said they were going to uphold? You know, based off of previous bans, uh, if it's related to. Um, brandishing firearms, they are very strict when it comes to that. They have never gone back on brandishing firearms on stream. Exactly. So should I be upset at Twitch because this this person decided that they were going to put themselves in a situation where that was possible? Should I be upset at Twitch for upholding their guidelines? Or should I be upset at this person for putting themselves in that situation? Like, that's where I'm split. What do you got, Blue? I don't know who had the finger up first. Cyborg, you go first. All right. Um, you could be sitting in your house, and your house get invaded, and someone with a firearm comes at you. And, and I could understand. So, so how how is that the streamer's fault, though? So I and I don't. If that was the situation, that would be somebody in the privacy of their house. And that would be a breaking and entering. Like that's that's not somebody driving out into the middle of some place, stopping and streaming. That's somebody 
with an expectation of privacy at their house. If you're in your car, if I'm driving down the road in my car, I have no expectation of privacy whatsoever. Uh, in fact, I'm expecting somebody to look through my window and see me. That's that's why I'm like torn on this. All right, then then on this uh, end of it, you're at your home in your yard and you're streaming some shit happens. That's if I'm outside, I don't expect any privacy whatsoever because I'm outside of my building. I understand that. I don't I'm not expecting privacy either, but like um the circumstances to me doesn't fit the punishment. Yeah, but you have to take responsibility that, you know, you even though you and yourself are not the one who brandished the firearm, put yourself you know, you didn't commit the act. You put yourself in that, you know, that zone of risk. You know, you t- you accept the Right, you put yourself in risk when you go to a strip club and lick a strip stripper pole. Yeah. So I mean, I just threw up a little <laughs> in my mouth there. Okay, so so the guy got banned and it's like originally like the article says he got he gets banned indefinitely but it's short-lived because as of yesterday they have unbanned him now someone posted a comment that they think that the reason why twitch did this was because they wanted to remove the video the the video log because you know like if you if you're streaming on twitch you have that option to like backlog your recordings so that someone can go back and watch what you did after you go offline. Um, so it was a chance to remove that. Or, you know, I think it's more along the lines of it's Twitch's policy. We see a gun, done. You're out of here. We're, 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 not, we're not putting up with that shit. We don't want guns being brandished on, on stream. The thing that I have an issue with is the... The quick reaction that Twitch has to this. Twitch Twitch has got these policies. No nudity. No this. No this. And then they review this stuff and they go, you go, you know what? That in that that indefinite ban. Yeah, let's not make that an indefinite ban. Let's we're we're gonna unban you now. Like call it a ban. Call it a call it a one week ban for review. You have been banned for one week, uh, pending review, determining whether or not we're gonna kick you out permanently or whether we're going to be like you know what it's fine just don't let shit like that happen again well even even if they say it's an indefinite ban until review i'm okay with that and maybe that's yeah, their but they they around. didn't say it they said it indefinite ban and then they go back and change it so it's it, i don't know twitch needs to if they're gonna be so strict stick to your fucking guns if you're not then honestly like this whole like bullshit of like Issued community guideline strike. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Against him to protect his privacy. I'm sorry, what privacy does this guy have who decides to do, like, um, r- like in real life streaming from a vehicle? Like, where you people could see, like, what fucking road you're driving on and, like, go stalk you. Well, like, there's other streamers who protect their IP so you can't figure out where the fuck they live. I think that's the, the what they're getting at with that, though. I think they're saying, you know, this is kind of your fault. You need to start protecting yourself better and probably get away from doing streams in your car. Yeah, I don't know. It, well, t- also, it, let, it, let's it, take a look at indefinite doesn't mean permanent. Indefinite just means for, I mean, from from... Google's definition, lasting for an unknown or unstated length of time. So, 
you get an indefinite ban, it doesn't mean you're permanently banned. It just means you're banned until we figure out if you're banned or not. Okay, then, and then I, you know I don't have else? a problem with it. Hold though. on, hold on. You know who else is really good with bans and really strict? Slangel over at uh, TPC. Oh, yeah. You know where you could hear her? On the uh, three-player co-op podcast. Yeah, and she is, she is totally willing to throw you in the doghouse, too. I've yeah. been there. Oh, yeah. She's willing to throw you in the doghouse. Um, you could catch her uh, on on any of your uh, podcast sites there. You know? Just TPC. Check them out. Very nice. Well, that was the last news article that we had, I think. Did I miss any? I know we pushed one off till next week. Well, kind of. Sort of. No, not really. Yeah, we got them all. Yeah, I think we got them all. Okay, so now, questions. Were there any questions? Holy sheep shit there was. All right, here we go. from Zyber? No, they're not from Zyber. They're from Daymok, so get ready. Oh, God. No, no. lose my fucking hair. No, God didn't ask any. I wish God would ask (laughs) questions. That'd be awesome, actually. I wish God would answer questions for once. Answer me this question first. God, is he bloody? Yes. Okay. He is a bloody god. He's also, I cast death. I cast death, bloody God comes in many forms. You shouldn't question (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) Not when it comes to anime choices. No. No, you never question his anime choices because he's going to give you gold. Absolute fucking gold. I tried arguing every now and then, be like, no, that seems dumb. And then I watch it. I'm like, motherfucker was right. God damn it. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. All right, first question. Arguably, every system has at least one must-play game, from arcade to console to PC and even Mac. And then he puts in in parentheses, original Oregon Trail. With the rise of mobile games, is there a game that is actually considered a must-play? Now, I'm assuming he's referring to mobile gaming and being a must-play on the mobile hand or, you know, on the mobile uh, market, there. Man, this uh, is a tough question. This is a really tough question. No, it's not. It's really easy. Don't say uh, Pokemon Tetris. Go. No, not Pokemon Go. Tetris. Oh. Tetris is a must-play on mobile. Now you go in like mobile is in like Game Boy Mobile or, or what are you talking? Like um, App Store Tetris game. Tetris Blitz. Just Tetris. Shit, I didn't even know Tetris was out on mobile, but why wouldn't it be? God, I'm a Yeah, kid. there's a few versions of it. I'm a fucking I had it on my I had it on my old flip phone. I used to play Tetris on my flip phone. God damn, you know what? I, I I haven't played Tetris on any mobile phone I've ever owned. I'm I'm gonna go until today. Say there is no mobile game. It's a must play. Agreed. See now, Tetris. What's wrong with Tetris? Well, so this, Tetris, Tetris is so is, fucking Tetris good. Tetris has been out since Game Boy, though. So it's like, it's like, hey, let's rehash it. So I could see why people would argue that Tetris wouldn't really count. Oh, so we're talking original release, original platform, yeah, yeah, original I get, device. I can get Tetris on my Switch. I actually have Tetris ninety nine on my Switch, which is a competitive version of Tetris. Well, and it's competitive really Tetris. I had Tetris ninety nine on my Wii. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's nothing new. Yeah. But, for, you know, that's not a must-have when I can play it on other devices that I already have, you know. So, I 
I don't think there's any game that I can particularly point out that mobile has that I would say is a must-have. I think we're a bad group of people to ask. Because yeah, we don't do enough mobile gaming. I mean, Cecil mentioned his mobile gaming stuff that he's done, but I really don't think we, as a community, do a lot of mobile yeah, gaming see, outside of Pokemon Go. So there, there's a lot of mobile games that are out that I find that are really interesting, and I feel people should play them. But I don't think they're solely like tied to a phone. Um, yeah, especially when you, you think of... BlueStacks, for example. BlueStacks lets you play any mobile game you want to on your PC. No issues at all. Yeah, I, I don't know that there is a is that there is a must play on mobile. I'm trying to see if I can find one quick. Alright. Well, on my phone I have AFK Arena, Pokemon Go, Hero Wars, uh Skullgirls, um, Doctor Mario World, Mario Run. Out of those games, the one that I enjoy the most is Dr. Mario. Yeah. I, I could see that. That's a, that's an incredibly fun game. I mean, there's a lot of really fun games on mobile, but I think the problem with mobile is that there's so much freeware out there that are just, like, stuck with microtransactions that you just... it You inherently jump from game to game to game. I can't think of a mobile game that I've actually gone through... To whatever form of completion that game has, except for maybe like, like some random hidden object game that I got to play, you know, because it was there. Only game that I ever finished to completion was uh, Glass, the one where you have the red and blue squares and you have to tap the blue squares and break them without breaking any of the red ones. I got through all levels of that. Um, minus the expansion levels that they wanted you to buy. Yeah, I think the issue with mobile gaming comes down to you really can't beat the majority of them. I mean, there's a paywall. How many thousands of dollars is someone willing to pay to, to technically beat these mobile games? Right, and you only need to hook that certain few to keep your game fueled. I love playing mobile games with like pay options like the one i'm playing now the word thing i bought it to get rid of the ads but it's like oh buy coins i'm like no fuck you i'm not giving you money yeah exactly i love doing that yeah i'm not sure i'm not you know i gotta say i don't think that there is a game that's a mobile game if we're talking about mobile phones i think there's a mobile game that is a must play now, if we expanded out to like 3DS and Switch and stuff like that, um, I mean, there's plenty of the games that I think are are absolute. Like you should go check out, but I don't know I if mean, there's a must play. Technically, Zelda: The Breath of the Wild is mobile. <laughs> yeah, I could go with that. That's a mobile game. It's something you play on the Switch, and it's mobile. So I would go with that. <laughs> but the terminology for mobile is mobile phone. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I know. I know. We're just trying to stretch it to give something. A mobile console. All right. Next question. Over the last year, what game have you played start to finish? Uh, not need a hundred percent achievements. Um, if you haven't played a game from start to finish in the last year, what was the last game you played from start to finish? Ooh. All right, Co. Let's start with you. Ooh. Uh. Last game I played from start to finish. That's tough. 
I actually don't finish the vast majority of games. And actually, that's the vast majority of players don't finish their video games. Uh, I think like 98% of players do not finish their games, according to Steam. Um, I'm going to say the last game I played from start to finish was Final Fantasy IX. That's going back a ways. Yeah. What about you, Zyber? Well, the last game I finished, um, minus achievements, was uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, yeah. But everything after that, I have not really finished. All right, what about you, Blue? Fuck. Um... I don't know that game. Is that fun? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I played that game on a Hente server. <laughs> okay. So, minus DLCs. Do I? I don't need to hundred percent the game. Negative. Just, just start to finish. Oh, start to finish would be um, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Great game. I finished that that last year. Um, I've also finished. Uh, the division two, um, yeah, I think that's those are the only games that I've. Oh, Anthem finished that one. There you go. Sad as that was. Um, I'm I'm all about the story, so I always finish those parts. Everything else is just filler for time. So the last game that I finished, start to finish, um, actually it was a game that I was just playing earlier, which is Man of Medan. That game, it's it's a it's a quick, easy. It's like five hours. I've actually completed that. I I think yeah, three times so far. I'm on my fourth playthrough of it now, so I'm getting I'm getting a good amount of time out of that. So I'm I'm, I'm enjoying that. Oh, quick thing that I forgot to mention. I also jumped in and started playing the Blair Witch game, the the new Blair Witch that came out. I just started playing that. And I'm interested, it seems like a little bit of a walking simulator so far, but uh, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, you're muted there, Blue. Couldn't hear a word you said. Oh, I'm just saying fuck that shit. Oh, why? Dude, Flare Witch is fucking great, man. Honestly, the game does look interesting. That's really fucking scary. Like, you you go into woods and you walk around in circles. Exactly. Really. Like, that's why I love it, because I've done that. Ooh. I've gone out in the middle of the woods and walked around in circles. Can confirm. <laughs> Dude, I've been lost out in the middle of the woods during a blizzard, and there is nothing more terrifying than not being able to figure out your way to get out of there. See, I'll shoot Jason Voorhees in the face for not buying his games on Humble Bundle with a 12-gauge shotgun, but messing with, like, ghosts and shit like that? No. Fuck that shit. Fuck that noise. Oh, boy. Uh, so, next question. Final question. Have you ever wanted to live in a world from a game? If so, which one and why? I think we've answered this question before. I think this question's been asked, but you know what? Yeah, I've asked it before. But it's, it's nice to come back around to it because things might have changed. So, let's reverse that order. Blue, have you ever wanted to live in a world from a game? If so, which one and why? Oh, God. Um... The world of a game that I would want to have lived in has to be a... I think I've talked about in the show about this before. So as a kid, I really loved Zelda Ocarina of Time. 
and after I beat that game, probably like a year after it came out, excuse me, I uh, wanted more. Majora's Mask was a quick turnoff for me. I did not like playing as Kid Link. Kid Link was not my my thing. Adult Link is a badass. Kid Link is not a badass. Kid Link was just annoying. So I didn't touch Majora's Mask. So I was like, well, what could they have done? And so I spent a lot of time figuring out like what kind of world there could be like the next conflict, the next battle, because evil always comes back. And so I'd have to say that the world of Hyrule would be a place that I would want to spend time in. That's 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 There's, cool. I could I could see that Hyrule. Now, why would you want to spend rule? So, there's a lot of beauty in Hyrule, like those, you know, the lakes, the Zora's domain, just the uh, the countryside of it. It's just gorgeous. I love it. I'm 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 an ocean guy and everything, but I'd have to say like. I, I would love to stroll through those fields, like especially like in Breath of the Wild now. I would love that. Um, and it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of simplistic. You know, it's, it's, there's not a lot of craziness going on in that game. Hold on, hold Out. on. But you have creepy woods and skull spiders. Yeah, but you got a fucking sword, man. Fuck those guys. Yeah, don't those swords break? Yeah, in Breath of the Wild, they break. In Breath of the Wild, they You could be do. fighting a skull spider, your sword break, you have nothing. That skull, bite, skull spider bites you in the balls, you know nah, it. That, that's, in, that's, in, that's in Breath of the Wild. The other Zelda games, that shit didn't happen. <laughs> what about you, Zyver? What game world would you want to live in? Um, Mine has actually changed. And it's uh, it's Animal Crossing, man. Oh, that'd be a nice Seriously. one. I could see that. Right? I, I would want to go and try and corrupt Animal Crossing. That's my why. And all this stuff that I'm seeing on uh, online with, like, the lewd Animal Crossing stuff, I, I think I could get some of that stuff to go on. That Sorry. that and Isabel is pissing me off in Smash, and I just want to smash her. Smash her really, really hard. I can see want to smash her. What the hell is going on with Blue's video? It looks like he's in some like weird fucking 3D realm. It was going like blue, red, blue, red. He's back though. He can't hear me. I have no idea. Maybe it's just his sexiness reflecting the I mean, light. It must have been. It must have been like the light sheening off of that body of his, just making it go like 3D. I should have had the red, blue glasses. I probably would have been. His body would have probably jumped out of the screen <laughs> at me. I literally. Yeah, knew. you can feel his nipples in your face. I knew. I was like, before I put the damn headphones on, I'm like, their fuckers are talking about me again. <laughs> You're not wrong. What about you, Ko? What world would you live in? Or is there a world you'd want to live in? You know, I'm a sucker for anything technology specific. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with Deus Ex or I guess the upcoming Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I just like the the futuristic technology uh, i think those are, those are societies i would enjoy he just wants all the transformers yeah i'm not gonna lie he's breaking up on my end so when cecil asked is there a world that you want to live in and there's nothing but silence i was like no co no please tell me you want to live in this one at least 
Don't take your own life, Co. Please. <laughs> well, so I'm Co. Committed Seppuku. I'm a weirdo, and I I know that I'm gonna I I might get some flack for this. I don't know, but uh, it would be it would be a toss between two. Um, and I have different reasons why. So. I'd probably want to live in either the Graveyard Keeper world or Silent Hill. Now, let me explain why before you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? In, in the Silent Hill world, the only thing I'd have to worry about at all is surviving. The, the next minute, the next 60 seconds. That's the only thing I have to worry about. And it, it, would, be, it would be a refreshing change. Compared to what I have now where I'm thinking five years, ten years down the road, thirty years down the road. I've got to set everything up now to try to get myself angled to be in the right position so that in thirty years I'm okay. And you know Just, what? That's that's great. You know, I mean, hey, I'm a, I'm a forward thinker. I'm trying to I'm trying to make a you know, I'm trying to make sure that m- me and my family and everybody's all set up and square and all that stuff. But you know what? That's that's exhausting. It's exhausting, and, and the, the level of worry that I have just for that, it's just, it's downright exhausting. So I would I would almost be like the Silent Hill world where literally I turn a corner, shit could go south, and it could be over. And there's that excitement out of that. There's that, I don't have to worry about, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I have to worry about right now. Um, it's probably one of the reasons why I love going camping and, and practicing survival is just that you, you turn off everything around you. You're not thinking about what's going to happen in the next day or well, maybe not in that day, but you're not thinking about what's going to happen in the next week or the next year. You're thinking, okay, what am I doing right now? What do I need right now? Yeah. But could you imagine reliving that five minutes of terror or fear? indefinitely if you took this into a literal sense and you had absolutely to be reborn into the game <laughs> a- absolutely like if i had multiple lives like if it was groundhog's day and silent hill i would be i, I like i there would be so much weird shit that i would do like so i would be teabagging the pyramid head knowing <laughs> that after he rips my nuts off and throws me against the wall i'm gonna come back and i can do it again like if I know that that's the case, oh man, gloves are fucking off. Um, in that theory, you can actually you know lay down with one of those uh, weird, deadly, sexy nurses. Yeah, oh, like no. literally, yeah. So like, if that's the case, if that's the world we're going into, where I'm gonna be able to reload a save game, like that's a whole different ballpark right there. I'm just thinking, I only got one life. I'm living in that world, and that's the. That's the intensity that's going along with it. Um, and with Graveyard Keeper, the reason I say Graveyard Keeper is like a second if you're like, well, no, fuck Silent Hill, uh, is just the simplicity of I've got a very simple goal. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, rebuilding a, I'm rebuilding a graveyard and I'm trying to make it look better. You know, I, I, it's, 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 a, it's a beginning and end compared to to my current life which is just seems like an end, endless stream of never-ending projects you know whether it be whether it be my house or the car or work or whatever it may be 
you know, there's there's a beginning and end. There's I dig a grave, I put a body in it, or I take a I take a body down to the morgue and I carve them up and I take out the organs and I make fish bait and I sell the meat to the bar. You know, there's a but, definitive beginning and end. But isn't that a beginning and end in terms of graveyard keeper? Aren't you doing endless projects? Well, yeah, I guess until you die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, but but then again, it's the same situation where I'm not so much worried about what's happening tomorrow, or sorry, what's happening in a year from now or two years from now. I'm really just more concerned about what's happening today or what am I doing tomorrow. It's the day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, a a simpler simpler life, I guess. Man, I should have said Minecraft. Oh, God, Minecraft would drive me frigging nuts. (laughs) Like, I I literally, like, I would, if I lived in Minecraft, I would just murder everything. That's all that would happen is I would murder everything that could possibly be murdered. (laughs) That's it. Oh, man. Anyway, so that brings us to the end. So, Blue, where can people find you at, man? You can find me here, sitting at my desk, munching on crackers, trying to fill in the silence. Or you can find me on Twitter at BlueShark45 or on the GNA Discord as BlueShark45. You could also find me on, oddly enough, I don't think we've mentioned it on this show. Uh, the three-player co-op Discord. You you can find me there. Um, check that that one out. I I don't think we've ever talked about what the hell that's about. Yeah, their Discord is nice. They've got a, they've got a nice community going on there. Um, it's not it's not toxic whatsoever. I mean, every now and then you'll find somebody get pissed off, <coughs> Colby. <coughs> but every now, you know, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> You might find some butter nipples in there every once in a while as well. He's got to get tuned out of your dick hole. What about you, Zyber? Where can people find you at, man? Um, you cannot find me on the TPC Discord, unfortunately. Um, but you can find me on the GNA Discord, uh, GNA Twitter, Facebook, as well as Zyber Games Discord, Facebook, and Instagram. What about you, Co? Where can people find you at, man? You can find me exclusive here at the GNA Podcast Discord. All right, very cool. And I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter. You can find me Cecil Xavier everywhere else. You stream Twitch, Mixer, uh, and absolutely, you can find me over there on the TPC Podcast Discord. I love trolling around over there, giving giving Slangel and Langel a, a hard time. I say hard time. I like to just get in the doghouse because you know S- Susan. She will. She will just drop that hammer right on you. She is. She does not let you give any shit over there at the TPC Discord. Um, she will just. She'll just drop that hammer on you. So we hope you enjoyed. Uh, blah, 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 blah. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us and Three Player Co op. On things on places like iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, your listen, but you can find us exclusively on Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can't find three player co-op there yet. I'm gonna keep hounding them though. Hopefully three player co-op will get there if I keep dragging them through the mud until they finally get over there. So three player co-op. Yeah, we gotta get three or 
the three player co op to get on those uh, platforms. Yeah. Yeah, so man. three player co op. If you're listening, get over there on Spotify, Brian. I don't want to hear any more of this. You're 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 trying to get over there. You got a plan. I want to see some action. Get over there. I mean, yeah, three player co op, Brian Slangel. If we could get on these apps, um, you exactly, can. exactly. Uh, if we're not someplace though, let us know and we'll upload there. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast. You can also find Three Player Co op by just searching TPC Gaming or Three Player Co op. And that's Co op, C O TAC O P. Don't put that thing together and make it all weird. You can also join the uh, Discord chat. Just see that pinned tweet. And we also have the Three Player Co op's Discord pinned off in our tweets as well. So you can find us there or find them there as well. Uh, we do horror, uh, game show night every first Saturday of the month, so come join us there. We had a little bit of technical difficulty last month, but or, or sorry, this month, but we're gonna get the, we're already fixed up. We got it all squared away, so come check that out. We give away free Steam codes for anybody who wins. We also do horror movie night every second Saturday of the month, so join us there. Zyber hosts that one. We always have a great time. We uh, hang out, watch two or three horror movies. And, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes they're just really bad horror movies that you laugh at. And then sometimes they're really, really great ones. A really bad one like Chopping Mall. Man, that is a freaking comedy. I don't care what you say. That was that great, was man. Come great. on. Uh, then we watched some really great horrors also like uh, Sinister. And we watched some kind of like sci-fi. I don't know where you kind of count them as. I mean, I count them as horror, but like Prometheus and Alien Covenant, I count those as horror. That's a horror. They're classified as science fiction horror. Yeah. We watch all sorts of movies. Come check us out. It's great. Um, we've partnered with Humble Bundle. You know what? You know, I bet you if Susan was here, she would be able to tell us all about Humble Bundle because Susan from Three Player Co-op, she's on the ball with all that stuff, and she knows everything that you could possibly want to know about it. But yeah, it's not like Susan would ever, ever get into a laughing fit and break the show or anything. No, 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 no. She's just so on the no, ball no, like that. That's not Susan. Susan does not break the show like that. She she is on the ball, spot on. In fact, I would say between her and Brian, I mean, I really think that they carry that show. Not to say that anybody else doesn't, but I'm just saying, you know, Susan, she's, she's really great on three-player co-op, and we love her. But anyway, since Susan is not here, can anybody else tell us about Humble Bundle? Anybody all blue? Anybody? Anybody blue? Oh, I I, I can. Blue, you can. Oh, great, blue, uh, you can. Fantastic. Why don't yes, you tell us yes, about Humble Bundle? Wow, man, your your cam is going all weird. Your sexiness is affecting it, dude. But but I I have a letter here that says, "Dear Gene Podcast, can you please submit your shows in paper transcript form?" To our local bulletin board. And it comes from the Pennsylvania Dutch Amish group. I'm pretty confident we're too racy for the Amish. But if they're <laughs> asking for it, man, you know, we'll get that transcript out there. We will get it out there and we'll get it posted. To the All right. Board. Episode 101, going your way. Oh, Amish. my God. <laughs> no. God, no. No episode 101. Tell us about Humble Bundle, Blue. <laughs> so Humble Bundle is a game buying service that's a little bit different than the normal ones like Steam and all these other publishers, you know, like Epic's Game Store. Humble Bundle does it differently. 
where you can determine where the money goes that you use to purchase this game. Publishers, uh, sorry, that was a really fucking hard P. Publishers, you can have it go to the developer, charities, or in the case, you know, a podcast service that happens to be promoting Humble Bundle, you can have it go to us. But we don't want you to do that. So, what we want you to do is to take question mark partner equals GNA podcast and put it at the end of any Humble Bundle link that you find, whether it be that, that monthly sale that they've got going on or their daily special or sometimes their free games that they give out. Throw us on the end of that. But we don't want you to take that money and give it to us. We want you to slide that all the way over to charity where you can help us, GNA podcast, support our charity that we're we've been supporting for months now which is extra life and i've got no idea how much money we've raised this month because cecil's not telling me in this chat but he's probably telling me in another chat i am but he should really be putting it in this one <laughs> because it's the one I'm looking at. <laughs> but we raised five dollars and fifteen cents, and I did that all off script. <laughs> Thank you, Blue. Thank you so much. Uh, do you like anime? Because we like anime. Join us every Wednesday night at 19:30 Eastern Standard Standard Time for Anime Night, hosted by another other than Blue Shark. And uh, what's the anime we're watching now, Blue? How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Which, honestly, when God had asked me that, I thought it was another gag about my shirt. <laughs> I was like, dude, I have no idea. Because it was the Japanese name he gave us. So I had no idea that the translation were how heavy are the dumbbells you lift. So I told him, I was like, I don't know, man, 35, I think. I don't remember. But yeah, we're on episode nine. I think we're coming to the end of that. So this Wednesday, we're probably going to be picking... A new one, which we'll either watch this week or the following. And this and and this one, how heavy other dumbbells is hilarious, dude. So when he when he um, recommended, uh, is it okay to pick up girls in a dungeon? I think it's the name of it. I looked at that one and I went, oh my god! By the name alone, I'm like, this is going to be horrible. And it was not. It was amazing. It was so amazing. I actually went up and watched the movie release that they had. Which, ironically, I don't think is canon. I think it's kind of like an offshoot. I don't think it actually falls into the story anywhere. But it was still really good. And uh, so I have I have just learned now, even though I've been saying it, I have now fully learned and embraced when God recommends an anime, I sit down and I fucking watch it. I don't ask questions. I sit down and I watch it because I'm going to enjoy it. Anywho, um... So check out our good friends, Susan and Brian Langell over on 3-Player Co-op. Also check out Brian Langell and the rock star, what's his name, Chris Cole, over on What's the Finish, uh, two TPC Network podcasts. Great guys, great uh, great podcast. Go check them out. Throw them, throw them some love. We love those guys. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our, new, for our artwork and logo. Check him out at morganbs.com, even though he always he said he was going to come back regularly, and now he's like, I don't know, every third show. He's, he's pretty much about as irregular as he was before, so, I mean, I guess this is regularly for him. Yeah, we love, we love him. We love you, Shadow. 
Uh, but he's never as regular as TPC Podcast. No, nope. no, he is not. TPC Podcast is extremely regular. You should go check them out. 250 episodes. Uh, don't forget to email us with questions, comments, death threats. Uh, we don't care. We want to hear them. Last but not least, go check out the website tpcgaming.com or you can check out the gnapodcast.com. Either one. It's all cool. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me tonight and have a great night. We need we need more yelling. There needs to be a yelling at the GNA podcast website. Where's Damoc? I know, I know, I know. It just it, it, it just seems doesn't seem right without him. Maybe I'll just edit it in so <laughs> no. people get surprised since he wasn't here whatsoever. And then you just hear Hold screaming. on, isn't uh what Cecil still the website? God I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Have a good night, gentlemen. Good night everybody. Bye. Have a good night. You as well, brother. <laughs> <laughs>